Welcome to the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nedling. You are about to discover impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you, so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Be sure you visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now tune in, get ready, and enjoy the journey of emerging as a leader of exception in the 21st century. Welcome everyone to the Find Your Leadership Confidence podcast. I'm your host, Vicki Nethling, coming to you from Atlanta, Georgia. Today, as always, we are here to share topics and guests that will empower you to take your business to the next level. Today, our guest is Blaine Olikers. Yes, that's good. Yes, it, I, I saw it. it as, oh, no, it's like my name with the O and the E together. Yes. So Blaine is America's only chief results officer. He's the only one. He's got a trademark to his name. He's always loved to help people get results, and he knows which habits bring success and results. How to create them instantly is one of his his ninja, ninja activities, and he sticks with them for a lifetime. He's a leading authority in personal implementation and consistency, a habit master with documented streak of 1,453 days in a row and counting, a a TEDx speaker with over 190,000 views, a LinkedIn top connector, over 25,000 first level connections, 1.7 million second level connections, and 786 million third level connections. Pretty impressive. <laughs> Lifetime work from home entrepreneur, graduate of Purdue University and Stanford University's social entrepreneurship program co-authored of three books, and he's a frequent podcast guest, oversees over 20,000 weekly personal implementation check-ins per year. 20,000. I'd like for you to enjoy this theme today, which is going to be on podcasting and guesting. If you had any inclination that you might want to do a podcast or you've got some great things to say and share and you need to know how to be a guest, we're going to just pick Blaine's brain. So please join me in welcoming Blaine Olikers. Okay, say your name properly now. Uh, Blaine Elkers. Elkers. So it is like mine. The O is right. silent. Right. The o, now it used to, it's German. It used to be Ulkers yes. with, with umlauts and yes. all kinds of things. That's what I tell oh. everyone. My name, because no one gets it right, because the O just throws them off all the time. And I say, so I give them that same explanation. <laughs> there you go. Oh, okay. Blaine Elkers. I always start out with an 
an easy question for you because inquiring minds want to know where do you live? Where do you call home? Uh, so right now I am in Phoenix, Arizona. Ooh. So we've been here for, for quite a while. We moved from Indiana, but I also have lived in California and Texas. And originally, I might not have most of the accent, but originally from New Jersey. Oh, yeah. You lost that accent. <laughs> <laughs> it comes uh, back as sometimes. Yes, I know. Yes. So let's get into this. Is it possible to get an hour's worth of stuff done in just 30 minutes? And how the heck do you do that? <laughs> it, it, it is possible. It is possible. And, and I will say that uh, for me, the reason I ended up as uh, America's chief results officer, there were two there were two little moments of dawning comprehension that that kind of set me on this path to kind of unlock, you know, th th this power that we already have to influence ourselves. And so I want to let all the listeners know that you don't need anything else. Like, like your brain is, is powerful enough and you already know how to do it. You know how to have what I call this 30 minute hour. Mm. And that's where you get an hour's worth of stuff done in just 30 minutes. So literally you compress time. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and again, you already know how to do this. So, so have some confidence in yourself. Uh, but I will say that I'm going to share this technique uh, with you right now, but it's very powerful. Now, it's so powerful that I don't want it to be used for evil. I want it to use it <laughs> for good. And okay. so, uh, so what we're going to do is let's say that, Vicki, let's say you and I, we had four 30-minute hours in a row. So basically, we got four hours worth of stuff done in just two hours, right? Mm -hmm. So that gives us two guilt-free hours to do whatever we want, yeah. but it can't be work. Now, the type A personality, super speaker like yourself, you're going to, oh, I'm going to work on a talk. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. No, no. You have to do something that you enjoy, right? Yeah. So for me, uh, I um, my, my if my kids were here, they're out of the nest. But if they were here, I'd probably do something with them. You might do something with the two grandkids. But anyway, uh, they're not around right now. They're, they're out of the nest. So I would probably ride my Peloton bike, which I like, mm -hmm. go for a hike, which I also like, connecting with old friends. I wish I, I did more of that. So I'd probably do that. And then I work from home. So I do enjoy naps. So I might take a little <laughs> nap in there. I take a little nap in there, but that's me. What, what would you do with two guilt-free hours? Oh, you know, two, I would take a walk. I love walking. It allows me to kind of reflect and just relax. And so I would take a walk, oh, that's get out, that's get off this chair. Yeah, that's a great one. And the walking is so good because when you're walking, you're doing so much good for your body and then you can do something else with your mind. So it's kind of like a, a multitask, a double dip. Now that mm -hmm. can just be quiet time, could be a podcast like this, right? Yeah. Could be learning a foreign language. I mean, whatever right, you want, right. you can do. So I love exercise when, when you're doing something else with it. All right, back to the 30 minute hour. Now there's a day there's a day of the year. Now, some people have this more than once a year, but everyone mm -hmm. typically has it once a year. There's a day of the year where people are three to 10 times more productive than any other day of the year. Now, now that's 3X to 10X. We're only looking for 2X. We really want to go from 60 minutes down to 30. We're looking for 2X, but people are three to 10 times more productive than their normal day. Do you, do you know what day of the year that is? I think it's the day they go uh, before they go on vacation. <laughs> You are brilliant. That is it. So it's the day before vacation. Yes. Um, and so when you think 30 minute hour, think day before vacation. Mm -hmm. Now I've studied the day before vacation and, and what happens and, and, and 
why people are so effective. And so that's, this is the key to the 30 minute hours. Mm -hmm. And so what I did is I boiled it down to three things and I made a little acronym. So it's easy for listeners to remember. And the acronym is PDF. Now, most people know PDF, like, Hey, email me the PDF or print out Mm -hmm. the PDF. Uh, Now in the tech world, that stands for portable document format. That's Mm -hmm. not what it stands for, for us. For us, it stands for plan, delegate, focus. Mm -hmm. So for ah, you, yeah. when, you, when you think 30 minute hours, I want you to think day before vacation and then PDF, plan, delegate, focus. And let me unpack each one of those. So planning. For some reason here on the day before vacation, you decide to really plan out that day. Like a lot of times people are like planning it out to within minutes. You know, I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to do this. I got to do that. If you'll take a little bit of that planning and bring it into your regular day and over plan the day a little bit. Now, life is going to derail you from time to time, but but you're going to get so much more done if you plan out the day, right? So so plan that. I call it next day planning, right? I never let a day end without planning the next one. Right. Um, but but planning is, is really big. The, the, the second thing is that on the day before vacation, people wake up typically 30 to 60 minutes earlier <laughs> than they normally do. So why? Because they have a lot to do, right? Mm-hmm. So that's that's one thing you can do. I'm not saying you have to do that every day, but but a couple of days a week, get up 30 minutes early yeah. and use that time uh, productively. The other two things on the planning side is that on the day before vacation, you have a very clear vision of what you need to get done. You're like, mm-hmm. I got to get this stuff done before I leave. Right. Uh, and so that's the same thing. Get very clear about what you want to do. And then instead of just talking about the 80-20 rule, on the day before vacation, people become implementers of the 80-20 rule, right? So the 80-20 rule says 20% of what you do produces 80% of your results. Mm -hmm, And 80% of what you do is really bad because it only produces 20%. And on the day before vacation, people will oust the 80 and focus on the 20. Right. Mm-hmm. So if you'll do more of that, um, you're gonna you're gonna save a lot of time and and be more productive. So that, right. that's the planning side. The second part, uh, so that's the P. The D is delegate. So delegation mm-hmm. on the day before vacation, I have a little saying, I say who before do. I think who can do this before I go do this, right? right? Who before do. And so on the day before vacation, you're really good at it. Now, the normal day, people are not good at. But the day before vacation, you are really good at delegation. So yeah. figure out where can you delegate? What can you delegate? Or also delegation or deferring, right? <laughs> so one of the, I also teach people how to get a day ahead. Yeah. And one of the tricks to getting a day ahead is to look at all the things you you, you have on your list to do today yeah. and ask yourself, what could I do? What, what could be pushed off to tomorrow? Right. And, and most of the time, more than half the things I have yes. on my list that I could do could be pushed off, especially like if there's an emergency and you had to go visit a friend in the hospital or something, you know, you push the stuff off. So I call that positive procrastination. So I push <laughs> it to the next day, right? Here's oh, the key though, you have to use that time productively, right? If I use that time just to binge watch Netflix, then that that wasn't a good use of it. But if mm-hmm. I use that time for higher value, valuable stuff, then it is then it is worth it. So look to see what can you defer, right? That's delegation. And the most powerful part where most of my 30 minute hours comes from is focus. Yeah. I have this weird, fierce focus on the day before vacation, right? And think about all the things that don't happen. Right. So you don't have idle chit chat by the water cooler. You're you're not surfing the internet for hours. You're mm-hmm. not chasing shiny objects. You're not having long conversations. <laughs> there isn't any long anything because you're so focused 
on the stuff that you have to that, that you have to do, right? No long responses, um, and you become an expert at something that that produces a lot of thirty minute hours. And that, do you remember the very first James Bond movie? I think it was came out yes. in nineteen sixty four. Yes. Do you know what it is? I haven't had a I haven't had a podcast guest get that guess this right. It wasn't Goldfinger, was it? No, no it was pre Goldfinger. Pre Goldfinger. I don't know. Okay, so it's I, I know I've seen it. <laughs> It's Dr. No. Oh, no. Dr. No. Dr. Yes. No. Yes. So what happens is on the day before vacation, people say, Blaine, can you do this? Can you do this? I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> you become Dr. No. And nice. you need no to be your default response when people ask for your time. Mm -hmm. Because what happens is the, the other problem is not only does that help you have more 30-minute hours, but it helps you avoid the 90-minute hour. That's where somebody asks for an hour of your time and it ends up taking 90 minutes, right? Mm. Or they ask for 20 minutes and it takes 40, um, you know, or it's just this little thing. And then you're, you know, you, you've lost an hour, right? right. So, so, so no is key. Also your focus, you tend to stay on schedule um, and, uh, and, and use timers on the day before vacation. You say, look, I've got 15 minutes to do this. Like when mm. I do email, on a normal day, I can get lost in email, in oh, internet yeah. research, and things like that. So I will tell Siri, I have an iPhone, I will tell her to set a timer, whether it's 15 minutes or 30 minutes, yeah. so that I don't drift, so that I stay within that That's within that point, idea. within that time, right? So, so using timers, so bring that stuff back into your regular day. And then the last part is you become a master of tasking. Now, and there's three kinds of tasking, single tasking, multitasking, and batch tasking. But most of my 30-minute hours, my daily 30-minute hours, comes from single tasking. And right. that is where you do just one thing mm -hmm. and one thing only without distraction, right? So for example, I can get, a, I write a lot of articles. I can get an, an hour's worth of article writing done in just 30 minutes if I will only do that thing. What I mean by that is my phone goes into airplane mode. You know, I shut down all the windows mm -hmm. and the internet browsers. I open up just the one screen. I shut my office door. You know, the world can't get to me in that in that moment, right? Mm -hmm. Some some people actually turn off their Wi-Fi and <laughs> just make sure nothing happens. Uh, but, but anyway, you, you're singly focused on that. Right. And yeah. with the constraint, with the deadline, that's going to maximize mm -hmm. your time. And that's the way you are on the day before vacation. You're like, I've got to get this report done. Nobody talked to me for 30 minutes. I mm -hmm. have to go do this, you know, and you, you go in there and you get it done. So that's single tasking. Then multitasking, you kind of alluded to it already. It's where you can do two things at the same time without sacrificing the quality of either one. So like, I, I can't do my email and do this podcast, but right. I can go for a walk and listen to a podcast, right? Yes. Or I can, um, you know, drive my car and talk on the phone. I can do both of those at the same time. Well, so, so times typically where your mind is free, but your body's doing something else. Mm -hmm. Those are great multitasking uh, at times. And then the last thing is batch tasking. And that's where you batch things together. So mm -hmm. on the day before vacation, if I've got three errands to run, I'm not going to go out, come back, go out, come back, right. no, I go out, I batch them all together, right? The same thing with phone calls. You can get an hour's worth of phone calls done sometimes in 30 minutes if you'll batch them together and then give yourself some time constraints mm. you know, on that. I also, my favorite batching is the batching of distractions. And this is one that will produce multiple benefits because one, it helps you focus and two, it pushes the distractions away. What I mean mm -hmm. by that is, let's say you're working with a team or you have a staff and you say, look, from nine to 11, 
I'm going to be in single tasking mode. Don't come in here unless there's a fire, yeah. you know, and you shut everything down and you work on your work. And you say at 11, I'm going to emerge from my office and then we'll do 20 minutes of rapid fire. You know, you ask me anything that you need to ask me or anything that's come up in those last two hours, right? right. So you kind of have like a, almost like an office hours or a mm -hmm. batch right. of, of those things. My wife and I, we used to text each other a lot during the day. And we realized that like every time I get a text, oh, what is that, right? It's very disruptive. So we just started a shared note. So we have a note in our iPhone that she put, put stuff in, I can put stuff in. We can both see it, but there's no rings, dings, or bings with it. Uh -huh. uh, and then when we get together for lunch or dinner, you know, then we'll we'll look over that kind of shared note and see what it is. So you can batch it. So that is, so when you think 30 minute hour, think day before vacation, mm -hmm. PDF, plan, delegate, focus. And I will say the last thing to have more 30 minute hours, the this kind of overarching thing on the day before vacation is that you release your inner perfectionist. So you release the inner perfectionist because done is better than perfect and you don't have time to be perfect. <laughs> You've got to get it done and you let that go and let things be 80% done is better than 0% done, right? Or better than 60% wow. done. So you, you, you're not, you don't care as much of it as it being perfect as, as it getting done. So that is the 30 minute hour. That was a lot of stuff to unpack there, but hopefully the <laughs> listeners are ready to have some 30 minute hours. Yeah. It, it, as you were talking, it just reminded me at my background is I started out working for a tax firm, accounting firm, and I had to book 15 minutes of my day. Every 15 minutes, I had to write down what I was doing. And that task, which, you know, you hated created a discipline in me that to this day is still there and and helped me be a project manager i think because uh, you know i learned all these things to be able to be focused to delegate and multitask and single task and everything so everything he said is true y'all everything now you're wondering well what does that have to do with podcasting and guesting well i to be a, a able to do podcast and to be able to fit in guesting, you have to do a lot of these things. What would you tell our our audience is, from your experience, how that's helped you as a podcaster or a guest? Yeah, yeah. I think um, one of the big things is that if you can develop, you want to develop like frameworks, right? And so, so I've trademarked the 30 minute hour, right? So whatever, whatever, if you, you know, you're doing a podcast, you've got some area of expertise, mm -hmm. you've got something you know how to do, right? So on the one hand, what we just gave you is this model example of how to be a guest, right? And so when I have a little, I have a little guesting sheet that I send out to potential podcast hosts, you know, and in there I say, look, I can talk about the 30 minute hour, how to compress time and, you know, get an hour's worth of stuff done in just 30 minutes, right? So having something like that, but then having a simple framework, right? A simple mm -hmm. framework, a concept everyone can relate the day before vacation you know you were productive on that more productive than your regular day something that's very relatable and then something is simple to remember like pdf email the pdf print out the pdf right plan delegate focus so so one gift there is the framework and then the second one is yeah you have to manage your time right to be able to do these podcasts um and and have guests on and you know keep things moving along you know you, everybody needs to manage time so i think the better you manage time then the more time you have to kind of dedicate to your yeah, craft absolutely so we we talked about the framework and and we talked about multitasking and different things and really a lot of these are habits 
And you talk about having um, the ability to create a new habit in 21 seconds instead of 21 days. Talk to us about that. Yeah, so this is another framework. And these are, so in 2009, I started a company called Self-Fluence, which is kind of the art and science of influencing yourself, you know, or the power you already have to influence right. yourself. And so with habits, people kind of think, you know, I'm not good at habits. I can't start a new habit. Kind of <laughs> eeyore themselves out of it. And, and I try to tell them, now, wait a second. Everybody is a habit master, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody has mastered the habit of waking up in the morning. Because if you don't, then it doesn't matter what your habits are, right? <laughs> but I, I, I typically say, like, you have very nice teeth. Vicky has nice teeth. And I'll say, <laughs> you know, Vicky, in the last 24 hours, have you brushed your teeth? Yes. You Twice. have okay. So so how many times, how long have you had this habit of brushing your teeth, say at least once a day? 64 years. <laughs> 64 years. Okay. So here we go. So so you are a master. You have mastered this <laughs> habit of brushing your teeth. And I like people to realize that you're already a habit master at many, many things. Yeah. Brushing your teeth up, having a cup of coffee in the morning. Uh, I'm a I'm a habit master at um unlocking and looking at my iPhone in the morning. I, no willpower required. It happens automatically. <laughs> um, so this concept that I have of this framework called the 21 second habit, how to create a new habit in 21 seconds, not 21 days, uses a little framework framework called LUL. Now, now if you're texting somebody, that stands for lots, uh, uh, love you lots, right? Love you lots, L-U-L. Uh, but in <laughs> our case, it stands for linking, urge surfing, and leverage, right? So linking, urge, serving, leverage. And this is how you can create a new habit in 21 seconds. I'll, uh -huh. I'll, I'll share a story with uh, brushing of the teeth. And, and and so my wife, now, uh, years ago, unfortunately, she had a nearly daily migraine headaches. Oh. It was just terrible. Uh, and she doesn't have it anymore, so that's good. Uh, but what the doctors said is they said, look, Beth, you, you have to fill out this headache log you know, every day. And the headache log was like pretty details, like what's the weather? What's the barometric pressure? What did you eat? What could the triggers be? What is your mood? Um, and so she'd fill it out for a couple of days and then she would lose it or she'd forget to fill it out, right? And then she'd have a mm -hmm. migraine and ask her about it while she had a migraine, bad, dumb move. I didn't do that more. I only did that a few times, then I learned. Um, but, but in the end, she was brushing her teeth one night and we both realized that she could habit link. This is the linking part. Mm -hmm. She could habit link the log to brushing her teeth. Now she was the twice a day. Or, uh, mm -hmm. So she put the headache log under the toothbrush and the toothpaste, put a pen there. And when she brushed her teeth for the dentist recommended two minutes, she would fill out that log, right? Mm -hmm. So she went from can't do it for three, two, three, four days and lose it to 90 days in a row of filling out that law yeah. 90 days in a row and that helped the doctors. And, and so, yeah, so the sure. first key to creating a, a habit uh, in 21 seconds is to link it to an existing habit that you already do. And that requires no, uh, you know, no willpower or no memory on your part. It's already <laughs> hardwired in, in your brain. So that that's, that's step number one. Now to make it even stronger, the second part is, so L is linking, U stands for urge surfing. So when, when we discovered this habit linking with my wife, I said, okay, what, what new habit do I want? And I realized I wanted two. I wanted, I wanted to read the Bible in the morning and I wanted to take a mind shower. So a mind yeah. shower, most people take the physical shower. I want to take, I want to like wash my mind every day. Oh. Uh, and so what I did is I said, okay, what could I have it linked to? What do I do first thing in the morning? And first thing in the morning, every time 
I pick up my iPhone here, right? So what I did is I moved all the apps off my home screen and I just put two, the Bible app and the Headspace. That's what I use for the yes. mind show. Mm -hmm. And so every morning when I open my phone, I'm not allowed to do touch anything else on my phone until I do those two apps. Um, now, to get the strength and the energy to do those two apps, uh, there's a concept called urge surfing. So what happens when I open my phone? What I really want to do is I want to see, did my kids text me, right? My son lives in Denmark. You know, he texts mm. me during the night and I can see the little, the thing on the bottom there. I can see that there's text messages waiting and the news is waiting and social media is waiting and my email is waiting <laughs> and, and orders have come in and, and the whole world is wants me to know what's going on. And so I surf that urge to get me to do those two um, wow. the, that that new habit, right? Yeah. Uh, and so that's that's kind of the urge surfing. And for me, that's that habit you mentioned early on. Now I'm up to like 1,646 days in a row. Wow. I've awakened and I've opened my phone and I've done those two apps before doing anything else. Now, I like a 10 minute mind shower, but if I only have three minutes, two minutes, I'll do a shorter mm -hmm. version. That's okay. I want to keep winning uh, mm -hmm. and I want the, the positive brain chemicals uh, you nice. know, from, from, yeah. from the winning. And so linking urge surfing. And the last part is leverage. So when you're building a new habit to get it to stick, you, if you if you can add leverage, that's helpful. So leverage can be positive, like a pleasure, reward, right. or it can be painful, like penalty. And so, for example, you could say, if I keep this habit for a week, I'm going to you know go out to dinner or something, right? Yeah. You know, have some little reward based on on doing it. And if you can keep it for a new habit for three to four days, then you don't want to break the streak. Psychologically, mm -hmm. it's it more powerful. Yeah. Uh, and then the opposite is a penalty. So if you want to get an accountability buddy or somebody else and say, look, if I break this habit, you know, I, you know, give me some penalty I have to do. Right. So my wife will say, uh, if you break that habit, you know, you have to wash the garbage cans, which I, I don't like to do. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if she really wants to get me, she'll say, if you break the habit, you have to wash the neighbor's garbage cans. Jeez. Whoa, on the side where if you touch that guy's garbage cans, he's coming no. after you. So, so then then I know she means business. But but having fun with it and having that, no. you know, that that pain or, or or pleasure. Just the other day, I had a, a I always talk a lot about next day planning, which we talked about with the 30-minute hour. And I had this one attorney, and she's like, Blaine, I want to do the next day planning, and I'm just not doing it. And then I said, Okay, Ann, what do you do first thing in the morning? No willpower required. She goes, I have a cup of coffee. I said, every day? She goes, every day. I said, here's what we're going to do. I said, you like coffee? She goes, yeah, I like coffee. I said, what do you like about it? She says, I like the smell, like right when it when it brews in this machine she has. I said, that's perfect. Every morning, uh, I want you to put a pad of paper and a pen by the coffee maker. I want you to make the coffee. I want you to be smelling the coffee, but you can't sip the coffee until you start your plan for the day. Now, if you made the plan the night before, jump right into the coffee. But if not, you've got to start the plan. Now, sometimes she's in a rush and she might just write down the top three things she needs to do for the day. Yeah. Other days, she maps it out nicely while she drinks her coffee. But there she did the linking, right? Linking it to the, the coffee, right? Surfing Surfing. the urge to want to right. drink the coffee, uh, you know, and then she could add some kind of fun leverage, you know, on top, on top of that, but that's how you can do it. So, so the linking and the urge surfing are, are the real keys to mm. creating those new habits. Now, once you have a habit for about, it's really about 60 days, the, the, the neurons in your brain are kind yeah. of then wired to kind of allow you to do that without having to think about it. But, but in the beginning, you want the linking and the urge surfing to make it happen. Wow. That's awesome. The last two questions before we hit rapid fire. W-Y-T-A-Y-B-A. 
Again, that's W-Y-T-A-Y-B-A. What you think about, you bring about. What are the secrets to unlock the power of your mind? Yes. Uh, so this concept of YTABA, so that's an acronym. YTABA is an acronym mm -hmm. for what you think about, you bring about. And so this was a concept I kind of learned in college from reading a book called Think and Grow Rich. Yeah. And that really helped me to um, solidify my success. And I actually met my wife in college. We've been married 30 years. Um, I think you, I think you've got to speak by three or four years, actually. No. You guys were married 10 in years. Yeah. 10 years. Yeah. Yeah, 10 years. Okay, wow. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I was thinking about when I met yeah. my wife, not versus when I yeah. got married. You're right. Yes. Anyway, so um, so, so I had that concept of what you think about, you bring about. Yeah. And so there's, uh, I, I ended up doing a TEDx talk about, about this concept of YTABA. And it turns out that in your brain, there's a little piece of your brain, the back of your brain called the reticular activating system or the RAS. Mm. And that's the piece of the brain that decides what information goes to the conscious mind? Now, now behind the scenes, your brain is doing a whole bunch of things like uh, breathing and monitoring your your blood chemistry, you know, and your blood mm -hmm. pressure and pumping things and moving things and making me talk and all this stuff. <laughs> but if you if you if your brain, you know, brought all that to your conscious mind, you would go insane, right? Yeah. So it, it decides what what it gives you, but it's. The direction, the way it decides on what it gives you is based on what you have been thinking about previously, right? So mm -hmm. the example that that I one of the examples I give in, in my TEDx talk was that uh, there was this two weeks uh, in my life where mysteriously, all of a sudden, this this car, an Acura TL, maroon colored, all of a sudden was everywhere. They'd pull up next mm -hmm. to me. I'd see one over here. I'd see one over there. Now, why is that? That was because my son, Bo, his the very first car he bought was this maroon yeah. Acura TL. I had never seen one before. He sent me a bunch of pictures. And after he sent me those pictures for like the next two weeks, they're everywhere, right? Yeah. So was this a big conspiracy theory or were they always there? No, they were always there, but I was tuning into them. Yeah. And this is the big thing is that is that lens that you look at life through right. the, the the tuning, what you decide to tune into, that's what your brain gives you. So what you think about, you bring about. Now, you, it's not just the law of attraction, what you think about manifest. No, no. What you think about, you bring it about. So what happens is your your brain tunes in based mm -hmm. on what you're thinking about. It tunes into things. And then, then you, you have a chance to act on those things. Right. And so there's many different ways that you can kind of program that subconscious mm -hmm. and repetition is big. This book, Think and Grow Rich, talks about first thing in the morning, thinking about what you really, really want in life right before you go to bed. Think about those things yeah. you really, really want in life and allow the subconscious to kind of kind of work on that. But that's been a, a very powerful tool in my life. And, and so that's the, the, the key there is what you think about, you bring about. So be very careful about what you think about. <laughs> And also realize all the inputs to your thinking, right? Who you yeah. surround yourself with. Yes. What what kind of podcasts are you listening to? What what you know? There's even you know what what kind of foods are you eating? All these inputs into your brain and your body do make a difference. So That's so be true. be on guard. So so true. Whiteaba, Whiteabia. Whiteaba sounds like a circus tiger's name. It does. But again, I I just made that up, right? Whiteaba. I see I it's trademarked by you. Good job. <laughs> yeah, I did. Now, now the trademarking is an interesting thing. If you own your own business, 
You can put the TM basically after any phrase without having to do any paperwork or something like that. If you want the registered trademark, the R with a circle, yes. which is much more powerful, then you have to go through the patent and trademark office, which I did for chief results office. Yes, I saw that too. All right. This is the last question before we get to rapid fire. What would you tell your 20 year old self? Oh, that's a good question. And, and so um, thinking of my 20 year old self, isn't that hard because <laughs> both my kids are in their twenties. Um, and so, you know, uh, for, for the 20 year old self, I would, I have a, a four different things that, that, that I've tried to teach my kids. Uh, and, and one is, is to be happy yeah. and, and to do the things that you need to be happy. Now, happiness if you fall into this trap that happiness is a comparison to other people, no. that you're never going to be happy. Like there's always going to be someone doing better, always somebody doing worse. So you could modulate yourself and compare yourself to people doing worse. Um, and then if your ego gets too high <laughs> compared to people doing better, that you can modulate yourself. But it's much better to compare yourself to who you were, right? Yeah. And, and do the comparison to you. And you're going to find that that if you'll accept losing as learning, then you're always getting better. You're always making progress. So, 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 so be happy. And the second thing is to be in service. Uh, you, you know, the marketplace pays for value, right? And so mm -hmm. be in service of people. Uh, don't necessarily think about sales and selling, but think about serving. Right. And I think the money kind of then takes care of itself. Uh, and then the third thing that I've taught the kids is, is just, you know, know that there's a, a higher power out there, whatever that is for you, whether it's God, whatever you believe in, know there's a higher power out there and, and try to on a, a daily or weekly basis, try to be spiritual, whatever that is for you, mm -hmm. uh, you know, whatever, you know, whatever that happens to, to be for you. And then the fourth thing is to know the power of your mind. Mm -hmm. And I think that is what is the most underutilized, mm -hmm. underestimated uh, thing out there is the power that your own mind has to shape and reshape your past, like every day you're like reshaping your past. Like nobody knows what happened in your past. Only you do. And, and the mm -hmm. meaning that you give that stuff makes it whatever it is today. Mm -hmm. uh, but but you're, you're always kind of like reshaping your past by the way you think about it. Mm -hmm. uh, but then you're actually creating your future through your mind just by the lens that you're looking through. Yeah. I mean, you're literally creating the reality of a lens. I, I like to tell the example is I say, okay, let's say in the morning, Vicky, I say to you, Vicky, Today's going to be one of the worst days of your life. I'm so sorry. I just, I know it. I can feel it. And then you go out that day and then you're almost hit by a car. Yeah. And you're almost hit by the car and you're shaking and you're trembling. And the rest of the day, you're scared and you're looking around. You got bad brain chemicals. You're depressed. Blainer's right. Something bad. More bad's going to happen. And you're 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 physically like really scared, right? Mm -hmm. um, now, if you contrast that with that same morning, I give you a different lens and I say, Vicky, today's going to be one of the freaking best days of your yeah. life. Now your same thing happens. You're almost hit by the car. Now there's a little cortisol. There's a little shock. But once you get past the shock, you're like, Blaine's right. This is the best day of my life. I was spared. That's exactly right. <laughs> the universe wants me. You're happy. You're you're everything. You're elated. You're you're yeah. dancing. It's a totally different person. And nothing changed about the circumstances, but what changed was the lens at which you look through those circumstances. And that makes all the difference. My wife put a sign up in our bathroom. It says, today's a good day for a good day. And, and if I hold that lens, now 
I've had some crap days. We all have, yeah. uh, you know, but, but by and large with that lens, when I have that really bad day, I'm like, okay, what are you, what are you trying to teach me here? Universe? Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm open to learn, uh, you know, and, and I, I often, I, I don't wish it was easier. I wish I was better, uh, yeah. you know, and I don't wish for less problems. I wish for more wisdom to handle those problems. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, I don't know. That's, that was a long dissertation for a 20 year old. <laughs> so good. All right. It is time now for rapid fire. So my first question is, as I was reading your bio, uh, bio, you talked about the last pages of Think and Grow Rich. So talk to me about that. What is that all about? Okay, this is a, a very uh, unique discovery. Uh, so back uh, in college, I, I sent away for this audio tape and then I uh, about Think and Grow Rich and I bought the book and I read the book. And it brought me some success. And later, a couple years later, uh, many years later, uh, I had enough success that I bought one of the original 5,000 copies of, of Thing Roach. I, actually, I, I, I have for those who are on the video side, wow. this is what I, that's what oh I read in college. Oh my gosh. No, this is the one I read in the 80s in college, read in 82, three years after you got married. Uh, mm -hmm. Then, uh, then <laughs> I bought this book which is one of the original 5,000. And what happened is when I opened it up, the very first page says, what do you want most? Yeah. And I realized in reading that page, I realized that wasn't in here. And ah. so there were these two initial instructional pages from Napoleon Hill that, that were not in there. And then I, then I really got excited. And so I read the book. And the second thing I noticed was that Napoleon Hill, the author, he was a big shouter. So he would have all caps, right? He'd be shouting the important stuff in all caps. And when I'm reading, you know, this book I read here, you know, no caps really, you know, this yeah. is just a regular, regular kind of book that they had done. So, so that made it a richer experience. And then I noticed there were other things that were different. Uh, you know, and, and one of the, one of the things, I mean, I mentioned God a few times, I I'm personally a Christian. And so in the original, he talks about Jesus, but in the, in the, in this one, he didn't. And so like, I'm like, I would have remembered that because I had read this yeah. like 16 times. Right. Um, but anyway, so, so for me, yeah, I ended up putting a guidebook together and explaining those pages and, and, and helping people kind of have the best experience they can. Now it's a great book, read any version you can get. It'll, it'll make you kind of vibrate at a very high frequency. It'll help you be motivated and go for your mm. goals. Um, but if you really want to, uh, you know, the full experience, um, yeah, definitely, uh, you know, you need to get a copy of, of, of the original. So cool. That had to have been so fun to just discover as you were reading it. I mean, it, really. It, yeah. And, and for me, what was interesting was that uh, I, I, I had a business at the time it was worth about $300,000, mm -hmm. but I wanted it to be worth a million dollars. I want to have a million dollar business. And I had a plan that was going to take about five years, but in applying those things, five months later, my business was worth a million dollars. Now, awesome. the way it happened was I was programming the RAS. It was Yteba and I did it through a merger. So, so I heard that someone else wanted to sell their business. And when I heard that, like, I was like, that's, yes, that is what I've been thinking about, you know, mm -hmm. and it was, it was through acquisition that I was able to grow, grow that business uh, mm -hmm. more rapidly. But it was because I was practicing those principles in the book. That's very cool. So you talked about focus. E explain the top thing that you do to keep from having those shiny objects. And, and especially now with all of the technology, all of the stuff on social media, all, you know, even the people 
that are daily bombarding your emails? How do you stay focused? Yeah, that's a great question. And um, unfortunately, right now, more so than any time in history, we are a distracted society. And, yeah. and you're right that th th this can be a the, the your phone can be, uh, you know, a trusted tool of productivity or your worst nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I grapple with that myself, mm. um, you know, so so it, it's so, so difficult. And, and it's interesting that neurologically we're beginning to lose our ability for deep work. So there's a whole mm -hmm. book about deep work, which right. is pretty cool. Um, but but we're losing our ability neurologically to do the deep work. So I'm I am uh, I am trying to preserve that in myself. Mm -hmm. um, and so I would say, the the number one thing that I do is I do remove the rings, dings, and bings, and the distractions. Right. So so turning it off. Uh, you know, now, you know, some people have a harder time than that with others, but, and my family's not super happy that my phone makes no noise. So I have no rings, dings, or bings. I, I, I've turned off notifications and, uh, you know, things I have to like open up to see what's happened inside there. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so, so trying to uh, remove the distraction um, and then dial up the resistance to me doing those things that maybe I don't want to do, right? So for example, like social media. So on my iPhone, you can take things and you can put them into folders. Mm -hmm. Like you can join two apps and they go into a folder and then you can name the folder, right? So all my social media is in a folder on the sixth page of my <laughs> iPhone. I got to scroll over and it's in a folder that says, don't do this, right? So I'm just giving myself every chance to, to not dive I love in. it. I love it. And not dive in there. So so putting barriers between you, dialing up the resistance on the things you don't want to do. And then, you know, kind of like what you were saying earlier about walking, just make sure, don't lose your ability to think deeply by just yeah. making sure you get some deep think time, right? right? Recently, I realized that I was losing my ability to deep think. I'll tell you, it was in the car. And so I pull up to a traffic light, maybe I have 30 seconds and I'm grabbing for the phone. Like I could check Facebook. I could, you know, I, I could do something here in this 30 seconds while I'm at the traffic light. Right. And I'm like, that that's crazy. I've, mm -hmm. I've lost it. Right. So that's where I, I actually turned off the music, turned off the podcast. And I just used my car time for some silence and some thinking time. Um, and, and that's been really, really good. So, so just however you do it, go for a walk, you know, but don't lose that, that, that thinking time, that, that, um, you know, dis, you know, disconnected time. And for all you type A'ers like myself, I will let you know as the research man um, that disconnection is actually improves your productivity, right? Yeah. Improves your ability to innovate. Um, it's worth it for you to take an hour a day and disconnect from the world. You'll the gains in productivity on that are more than the hour. It's kind of like that, how they talk about exercise. If you exercise for 30 minutes, you'll gain that productivity back yeah. in energy, excitement, physical well-being. Um, so so don't, don't, um, don't deny yourself uh, the disconnection. Wow. Well, time has flown by and I have more questions. So that means I'm just going to have to have you back. Oh, that and would be great. We, we be can honor. chat a little bit more about these other things. It's been just such a wonderful time to interview you, but I'm sure everybody would like to know how to get in touch with you. So if you are listening, go grab your pencil, pen and paper. So we have, he did mention that he has a website, selffluence.com. But if you see down there, um, he recommends that if you really want to get to know Blaine, go to blainetedx.com. Again, that's B-L-A-I-N-E. 
TEDx.com. So go to BlaineTEDx.com and uh, he, you can see his TEDx talk, learn the simple and elegant rescue techniques. Is that what I, oh, results techniques. Results. <laughs> no, I have a thing that's in front of my screen. Anyway, which activates your mind with your top and goes goals over a hundred times. My goodness, I just need to move that away to that side. There you go. Okay. So again, to activate your mind with your top goal over a hundred times a day, do you have a top goal a hundred times a day? I wonder. He is on social media. He's on LinkedIn and Facebook. Again, just search his name, Blaine, O-E-L-K-E-R-S, Elkers, Blaine Elkers. Again, that O is silent. It has been such a pleasure talking with you. Uh, you are a wealth of information and uh, definitely someone that I think I'm going to have to follow on social media for sure. Nice. But well, th thank you so much. I mean, it's a pleasure to share. Uh, you know, I, I I know that I'm on the planet to help people take yes. control of their lives by taking control of themselves, personal implementation. So if I can help anybody in any way, uh, yeah, just go to blaintedx.com. You can get my mm. TEDx talk. And there I talk about the RAS, but I talk about how you can program the RAS. And that's, ah. the, that's the secret uh, little technique that I that I give in there and how you can do it automatically. No, For uh, sure. no willpower or... or um, effort required on, on your part. So it's, it, it's a fun, fun little, uh, little technique. Super. Well, as always, I remind everyone that life is a journey and it is up to you to enjoy the ride. This is Vicki Nettling signing off. Thank you for tuning into the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nettling, where we share impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Remember to visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast.